You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast. This episode presented by Associate Minister Julie Blinko. Hi, I'm Joanna. I'm Brennan. I'm Nina. And we are bringing this week's reading from the book of John, chapter 21. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them. Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Disciples along the shore of Lake Tiberias. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We're going fishing too. They went out in their boat but they didn't catch a thing. Early the next morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but his disciples did not realise who he was. Jesus shouted. Friends, have you caught anything? No. They answered. So he told them. They did, and the net was so full of fish they could not drag it up onto the boat. Jesus' favourite disciple told Peter, It's our Lord. When Jesus heard that it was, when Simon heard that it was the Lord, he put on his clothes that he had taken off while he was walking. Then he jumped into the water. The boat was only a hundred yards from the shore. So the other disciples stayed in the boat and dragged in their net full of fish. When the disciples got out of the boat, they saw some bread and a charcoal fire with fish on it. Jesus told his disciples, Grab some of those fish and 
Come and join me for breakfast. Simon Peter got back into the boat, and in the net were 153 large fish, but the net still didn't lift. Jesus said, Come and have breakfast. None of, but none of the disciples dared ask who it was. They knew he was the Lord. Jesus took the bread in his hands and gave some of it to his disciples. He did the same with the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Hi church and good to have you joining us in this new year, 2021. In January at St. John's, we often do a summer series of biblical storytelling. It's partly to tell stories and go back to the stories of Jesus, but also it's to equip and disciple us in different ways that we can be reading the Bible for ourselves. One of the aspects of it is to read the passage more than once. So you might have just heard uh, John 21 being read, but I'm going to read it again. And I want you to not just hear it as a story, but sort of let yourself soak into it, if that makes sense. What I mean by that, if it helps, I often shut my eyes and listen to it and picture where would I be in this story or what might that person feel like? Or alternatively, just let your mind have uh, a piece and see what jumps out at you as you hear it the second time round. Here we go. For those reading along at home, you're welcome to, or you can just listen to this from John 21. Jesus appeared to his disciples along the shore of Lake Tiberias. Simon Peter, Thomas the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, and the brother James and John were there, together with the two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. The others said, we'll go with you. And they went out in their boat. But they didn't catch a thing that night. Early the next morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realise who he was. Jesus shouted, friends, have you caught anything yet? No, they answered. So he told them, put your net out on the other side of the boat and you'll catch some fish there. They did. And the net was so full of fish that they couldn't drag it in the boat, up into the boat. Jesus' favourite disciple told Peter, it's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he grabbed his clothes on that he had taken off while he was working and he put them on and he jumped into the water. The boat was only a couple of yards, hundred yards from the shore. So the other disciples stayed in the boat and dragged in this full net full of fish. When the disciples got out of the boat, they saw some bread and a charcoal fire with fish on it. Jesus told his disciples, bring some of the fish you've just caught. Simon Peter got into the boat and dragged the net to shore. In it were 153 large fish, but still the net did not rip. Jesus said, come and have breakfast. But none of the disciples dared ask who he was. They knew he was the Lord. Jesus took the bread in his hands and gave some to his disciples. He did the same with the fish. This was the third time that Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So as you've heard this story, the second time probably now, I want to ask six different questions about it. 
And if you're watching from home today, I encourage you to be discussing it with the people that you're sitting with. Question number one, what do you like about this story? Simple enough, what do you like about it? Personally, I love the gigantic catch of fish. I'd love to catch that many fish in one throw of the net. The other thing I really liked about the story is Jesus saying, come and eat breakfast. I'd love to have breakfast with Jesus around a fire with fish and bread. What part of the story do you like? The second question, and I should say these questions aren't prescriptive, they're more suggestive. These are the kinds of questions you could ask to go a little bit deeper into some of the Bible stories that we read. So second question, what makes you curious? I'm a bit of a fan of David Attenborough and when I'm at different times in my life when I've had elongated seasons of sickness, I would sit and just binge on David Attenborough, uh, this was before Netflix, and just binge on David Attenborough and learn about the world around me. So when I read this story, my mind jumped to some of the underwater documentaries I've seen and I wondered what kind of ecological or environmental story or trend do I know of that might sort of explain uh, some of the thinking behind this story or what, what did God use in the environment to cause this to happen? I don't have an answer, but that's just what made me curious. The other thing that made me curious or perhaps it made you curious as well, as Jesus didn't recognize, sorry, the disciples didn't recognize Jesus. What's going on there? Was his face so full of glory? Remember, he died and rose again. This is a post-resurrection appearance. Has he, had his face changed so significantly after seeing God face to face that his own friends couldn't recognize him? Or was it he looked exactly as he did, but his friends weren't expecting to see him? They had already grieved his death and weren't expecting him to be on the shoreline that day. Or perhaps Jesus was, you know, enjoying the scene and wanted the element of surprise and kind of, you know, kept himself covered just a little bit. We don't know and it's probably not important, but these are the types of things that got me curious. The third question when you read this passage, what do you learn about people? I love the Gospel of John's capacity to make people feel relatable and knowable. And goodness, these tired fishermen have been some of my faith heroes during 2020 lockdown. Friends, have you caught anything? Jesus asked. No, they said, after being out fishing all night. I related, maybe even still relate, to their weariness, to their tiredness. We've been out fishing all night and we've got nothing to show for it. I wonder what this might have meant for their debts and their income. I mean, there wasn't job keeper and job seeker back then. They had obligations to the Roman emperor to be paying funds and taxes and, and a night of no income would have meant a bit of a deal for them. It's interesting to me that after the death of Jesus, they went back to fishing. They were back where, they, where he initially found them. Maybe that's out of comfort. We return to the places we know. Maybe they just like fishing. But I relate to these fishermen for a lot of those reasons. 
I wonder when Jesus said, throw the net on the other side and there you'll catch fish, if there was a moment of hesitation. Ah, you just don't know, mate, what kind of night we've had. I just don't think I will. Oh, okay, we will. Or was it, I'm so desperate to catch fish. If you've got some insight on where they are, heck yes, we'll throw the net out that way. Again, we don't know, but I, I relate to these fishermen feeling weary and thinking, okay, we'll give it a go. You might relate uh, instead to John, I think it is, verse 7, Jesus' favourite disciple told Peter, it's the Lord. It's funny, isn't it, that he's written about himself, Jesus' favourite disciple. It appears um, a little bit, I don't know, what if I were to say, feeling a bit cheeky, I'm Tim's favourite staff worker. Hi, everyone, I'm Julie, Tim's favourite staff worker. And just carried on with my story without any kind of, it's just kidding, I'm trying to prove a point, which I am. But what's, John, what's going on here? Do you relate to John? Yeah, good on him. Good to have a bit of confidence here, John. Is it a brazen attempt at favouritism? Maybe. Is it some insecurity peeking through? Maybe. Maybe it's actually a deep work of the spirit. Maybe it's something he would never have been able to describe himself in the past. But Jesus did such a work in his life that his friends cheered him on in being able to say, no, I am loved by God and this is how I now describe myself. We don't know. The point is these guys were normal people. They had normal emotions, physical weariness, different dynamics going on in their friendship groups. And they got tired and sleepy and hungry and liked breakfast just like everyone else. Question number four, knowing that these guys were just normal people, we can see some of the ways that Jesus interacting with them means for us interacting with Jesus. So question four, what do we learn about Jesus or God through how he interacted with them? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And so we can trust him that he'll interact with us in the similar way his character never changes. One of the things that I think we see about God here is each person is listed. You could have said Simon, John and six others were out fishing. But it was that every single person there, or a lot of them, were listed. They were known. Even though they didn't, they didn't all have speaking parts, so to speak, they were all cared for. Individuals matter. It matters if you show up. God sees it. You're a part of what's going on. The other thing I notice about Jesus is he meets them where they're at. They're fishing. He meets them fishing. You're a teacher. He meets you in your school. You're a student. He meets you where you're at in your classes. You're a gardener. He's with you in the gardening. It's not like he says, come to my temple, there you'll meet me. He's there with you wherever you are. And he met them where they were fishing. I kind of like to think of Jesus in his full resurrection glory, having a little bit of fun with this. He's preparing a meal for them and he's asking them to bring some of the fish that they've already caught. Can you imagine their faces? He would have laughed, I'd imagine, when, he re when they realised who he was and that he'd somehow already prepared a meal for them and said, come bring some of yours. I honour what you've caught, but let's bring your offerings and what I've prepared and we'll make a feast for us all. 
Jesus honoured them and their work by doing so. A huge aspect of this story is that Jesus had already been raised from the dead. This was one of several appearances to his disciples. And it shows us as um, people from the future looking back that the fact he could eat bread and eat fish and cook it, he wasn't a ghost. This wasn't some sort of ghoul-like figure that they all thought they might have seen out on the ocean after lack of sleep. This was him eating and drinking and using elements such as fire and water. It shows that his resurrection was in physical form. God sees you, whether it's on the shores of Lake Tiberias, in an office, in an office, as a minister, entering a new school. God knows your situation and in the midst of it, before he gets to the big topics, he says, come and have breakfast. Come and be with me. Question five, what are you going to do this week in response to this story? Let me ask you, where did you find yourself in this story? Do you relate to the tired fisherman in need of breakfast with Jesus? If so, right now, grab your phone, get your diary, schedule in some time with our Lord Jesus. We need it even more, just as much as the disciples back then. If it's been a while since you fellowshiped with God, listening to what he wants to say to you, talking to him about what's on your heart, letting him cherish you, make a time in your calendar, put it as a recurring date, so to speak, this year, this week, today, that you can spend time with God. Have breakfast with him. Maybe verse 7 jumped out at you where Simon Peter says he knew it was the Lord and he grabbed some clothes, the ones he'd taken off while he was fishing. If that's a word for you, I want you to go put some clothes on, guys. This is verse 7 speaking to you right now. Maybe you're weary um, and you're thinking, I'm not ready for a new year yet. I'm still recovering from last year. To throw my net into 2021 after 2020? Oh, my gosh. In which case, take courage from this story. But Jesus, have faith. He'll be there with you going forward, giving energy, giving strength, giving hope. Whatever it is we need, we can ask him for those things. As you read this passage, let it sink in and ask God, what are you saying to me through it? This passage was one of my favourite ones during lockdown last year and as many times as I read it, I saw new things in it. And then right at the end when I thought, I've read this so many times, there's nothing new in it, I talked to a friend about it and she noticed other things that I hadn't picked up. There's so much meat in here, guys, as there is in lots of scripture. So if you haven't heard this passage in a while, sit and devour it. Read it a few more times and ask God, God, what are you saying? Or at least what's jumping out to you at the moment? And as a result, what are you going to do about that this week? What does it mean for you this week? Final question. Who would be encouraged to hear this story this week? We include this question because so often we have received something good from Scripture, but then we forget that there might be others who God wants us to pass it forward to, to be a conduit of his blessing to them. 
So who would be encouraged or might benefit from hearing some of this story today? Is there a friend that you could encourage them that there is a God who still does miracles with the basics that we have? Do it, friend. Pass it on. Send them the link. Is there a friend or someone that needs to hear that Jesus says to them, come and have breakfast, that he's a relatable God and he's into food? Send it forward. Hey, thought you might be encouraged by this. Check it out. Pass it on to those that are weary and in need of encouragement that throw that net out again, guys. Have faith and God can do something new, something he hasn't yet done. Circumstances can change in an instant. I encourage you, as I said, to read it again, let it soak in and ask, what is your living God saying to you? Follow it through this week and it makes all the difference in having a dynamic and living faith. Bless you guys and hopefully see you in person or enjoy Digital Church. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek.